Welcome to the Build Up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlewy.net for further information. Lads, Ulster are going to win the Champions Cup. I've said it here, I'm saying it now. Mark my words. I don't care. The two of you are looking at me like a, like a mad in the head, but there's no way about around it now. Two uh, from two. Mark, sorry, it's just Stephen is actually on holidays this week. He's taking a long earned break. Stephen Ferris after, like, I mean, the World Cup was a bit insane. We've been straight into the Champions Cup. He's just taking a couple of days off. So he's not on the show. So you, Morris is actually replacing him, as I said. like, no, But I'm replacing... I'm replacing him in the sense of I'm putting across the Ulster the Ulster uh, argument here. Oh, okay, right. I thought you were but, sucking up to the guests. I thought you thought he was on the phone. No, like. no, 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 no. Well, I'm oh, just, you're uh, an Ulster fan as well, aren't I'm you? A proud, yeah. proud Ulsterman. Um, and I'm sick of the, the the lack of Ulster talk in this podcast and in the general sports media. They're always about Munster going to win the Champions Cup and Leinster going to win the Champions Cup. This is the year we do it. Maris, how much did we talk about Ulster on this year's World in Union up now live on Balls of the E podcast? I, I was about to say, yeah, a regular listener of the World in Union podcast would know that we are constantly talking about Ulster and that just this week we were praising their killer edge. And um, what else did we praise about them this week? Now, that podcast only went out today, so I imagine you probably haven't got a chance to listen to it. But you will eventually learn that we're huge Ulster fans. Did you make the argument that John Cooney should be not only in the Ireland team, but should be made captain? We, well, we left the captaincy <laughs> we left the out of it. We, we, we fell short of the captaincy. We did talk about him being Ireland's in-form scum half right now. Um, yeah, like Very good. I must check that out. Make sure that your uh, alibi checks out. <laughs> also on Ulster... Al- Sorry, also in World Union, I did uh, set up that Morris was going to be setting into uh, Stephen's shoes this week and giving us some predictions on the Champions Cup. But, like, as we said at the time, between them, they have, uh, you know, 40 Irish caps, lines appearances, everything like that. So he, he's fine. Like, you know, he's not uh, he's not overawed or anything. Yeah, I'm well able for this. this um, Ulster are great. I really like <laughs> Well done, good start. You've done well. You've stepped into his shoes so well. Yes. <laughs> That's more than enough. Thanks very much, Morris. Uh, Mick, <laughs> moving on to the NFL. Um, <laughs> Ulster obviously played Harlequins this weekend. They should win that at home, one to four. They have to win, yeah. Um, I think they should probably... I Because of the nature of the Claremont game, Claremont were awful, Mark. Uh, you mentioned Stephen Ferris. Stephen Ferris's commentary in this game was brilliant. Oh, he, it was so funny. He's, he's terrific. Stephen Ferris is great because... Like he, it's there like he's a servant to the game in that he gets so angry just by lack of effort. Yeah. Like so, he and he's like it's the funny thing is that he's at the game and he's nearly offended by what Claremont are doing. So he's kind of, like, you, you can almost I can imagine him while he's commenting, glaring across at the Claremont coaches like, look what you've made me do. Like, <laughs> so he, um, he called him an embarrassment. Um, said it was like child's play, taking candy from a baby. Um, and despite all of that, Claremont still got a losing bonus points. I was about to say, my all jokes aside, the one worry I would have that Claremont were so bad, yet Ulster, they were still within a score winning that game near the end. Like Ulster, I know it was a di- difficult conditions and everything else, but it was the type of game they were like, geez, this should be put to bed a long time ago. Yeah, and what happened essentially is that Ulster, if they have their best 15 on the pitch, will beat anybody. But at that time, the, the, you're talking after the hour mark, they both their. So Jack McGrath is injured, their second choice. Prop is Eric O'Sullivan. At that time, Eric O'Sullivan has gone off and Marty Moore has gone off. So they have a young kid, O'Connor, who's just out of the academy, scummaging in a European game. When he, they can see the penalty try. I mean, that's just, you're, talk, you're down to your third choice at this stage in a European game and 
you're made to pay for it. At the same time, that's a loser bonus point that Claremont will... The way Claremont, which is kind of a shame because at the, and maybe it'll be different come the knockout stages, but the way they seem to be setting up their stall is that they go f- f- you know, flat to the mat for their home games and will phone it in for away games and hope yeah. to get a losing bonus point. Um, so because of that, when you've got back-to-back games like this, if Ulster can put a nail in Harlequins this weekend, it sets up a really promising... Whatever about, you know, you, you talk about this stage of the season where you kind of becomes apparent who's thrown in the towel, who's focusing on domestic rugby. If the Harlequins do this again, I think that the return leg becomes a lot more tantalising. So this is a big, really big game. I do think that Ulster should get a bonus point. And then you look at the team they put out against Scarlets and the their start there was pretty amazing. And you've got guys like Johnston who was down in Munster and couldn't get a look in starting a game and looking great. That uh, That's the the squad depth that I was talking about earlier that they kind of need to foster. So yeah, I, I'd fully back us just to get a, a bonus point win there. Northampton, less Leinster is on, on Saturday as well. Uh, Northampton at home in this one. Leinster 4-9 to nine on Labrooks make for the win. Mm. Well, that's, we, that's short, isn't it? Yeah, it's very short actually. Yeah, I was about to say. There's a worry there. Like Northampton, Northampton are like, they're, they're more than Northampton of kind of six seven they're they're probably in their best place they have been in quite a while yeah. like you know and Leinster we talked a little bit about this earlier Mars but like Leinster are not exactly firing on all cylinders so far this season but because they haven't needed to they've been able to do what teams would love to do after the World Cup which is kind of like just ease themselves back into the season they're they've got they're trying out new players they've you know they're two European wins were fairly handy you know you've got an Italian team in the first game and then you go to a new French side in Lyon who were terrible now Leinster didn't play well but kind of always were in control of winning the game and they probably always could have done more but this is the first time this season that they're actually going to have to step it up to a different level and play like the team that were in last year's final and won the year before and I would trust that they can do it at least to, you know, I, I think they can win and I think they will win actually on Saturday. But they're going to have to show something they haven't shown yet this year. Like, you know, and, and that's not, you can never be fully sure that's going to happen until you see it, you know? Yeah, it's weird. Like, I remember last time, this time last year, feeling a similar way about, you know, they're going to have to kick against Wasp and Wasp just didn't turn up and show you look what happened to their season after that. Um, this is different though like this is a Northampton team who are top of the premiership who looked for all of Leicester Tigers flaws at the weekend Northampton looked class uh, Roy Hudson their centre is this guy is just oh he's a phenomenal he's such a joy to watch he the idea of Hutchison going up against Ring Rose this weekend is worth tuning in for it's just for that alone um, so like and you know Northampton like to get the ball wide they play a really great brand of rugby I think when Leinster come up against those teams they nearly always rise to the challenge you think back to the Toulouse game in the Aviva Stadium I remember being in at that and they seem to kind of rise to the occasion when you know those parameters are set um, so yeah like the I, I kind of would agree with Mick like the Benetton game Leinster like it was a middling day and the atmosphere was poor and it just kind of trundled along and yet still you look at the result and like that was a really great result. Same way the performance against Leon, great defensive performance, but they're being asked the same question over and over again and you know probably should have uh, towards the end of the season you'd expect him to when Robbie Henshaw makes that break and has James Lowe and doesn't throw the pass you'd expect him to do that in knockout rugby and maybe this is just the the light they need to really catch fire. Uh, you know against the what is a really good English side 
rounding off Saturday as well, you've got Munster against the team possibly known as Saracens or formerly known as Saracens. I don't know what team's going to show up here. <laughs> yeah, it's a bizarre, like really bizarre situation to be in where you don't know if the team are going to take it seriously or not. Uh, they go, you know, flat to the, mat at the weekends against Bath and bring back all their English stars and they all look phenomenal and Owen Farrell doesn't miss a kick and you could be watching a very different team a week later. I kind of think because of the nature of the Premiership this year and because Leicester Tigers is such a basket case that maybe Saracens are starting to realise that uh, their only avenue into Europe now effectively is going to be to win the Champions Cup. The Financially that is hugely beneficial for them. Their players obviously want to be playing in Europe. They've taken it really seriously over the last couple of years. They really buy into the idea of a dynasty and this, you know, the wolf pack, everyone against us mentality. I kind of wondered, will they actually, should we take Mark McCall at his word when he said, you know, maybe he did mean it at the time when he said the Premiership was a priority, but because of recent events, I wonder, does, will that change? We'll find out on Friday when they name their team. Um, but even still, like, you, uh, the team that, you know, you look at last year's final and they bring on Will Skelton, who would have been in a, the Australia World Cup squad uh, had he been enough caps. Uh, Vincent Cock, who's now a World Cup winner, and uh, Shaq Berger, who played in World Cup finals before. Like That's not bad reserves to have anyway. So I don't think it would be that. They've got huge men in their first, second, third academy string, and we'll see them at the weekend. And, you know, I think Munster are the... Munster have only missed 31 tackles, which is actually the lowest in the tournament. But this is another level of a test, kind of regardless of who turns up at the weekend. Munster beaten twice by these guys in semi-finals in the last couple of years. You know, the last three years, I think, is it? Yeah. They've, and, like, they've got... They were better last year. As Morris pointed out, it was the same score, or same score difference, but they were much better. But they're not there yet against a top, top stars, it seems. But this is at home and it's a year on and if Munster are going to be on that next level this is a game they want to win but for us as neutrals or fans or you know journalists whatever what you want to see is that all happening at full strength and it might work against Munster and they might lose and they might be as good as out before Christmas which would be terrible but it's a proper asset test for them and I think that's what we want to see we don't want to see them get out of this group because it turns out that Saracens aren't really Saracens anymore you know and also in terms of a podcast where we're trying to predict outcomes of the weekend it doesn't uh, make it doesn't any easier at all. No, no, what Saracens no, no. is going to show up and then on Sunday obviously you've got Gloucester against Connacht this is a game that Connacht absolutely just have to win they're 5-2 to two on Labrooks to win it they're away from home but it's do or die really nearly yeah. already and um, five to two. If if I was to pick a bet for the week, I wow. think I'd pick Connacht. So we both picked them World Union. I tell you, right? Gloucester lost against Harlequins last weekend. Lost against Toulouse. Had their lineup totally dismantled. Have now lost two games in the Champions Cup as well. So we're coming off the back of that. On the other hand, Connacht are welcoming back uh, Buckley into a front row. So if you've got Buckley and Feelham back in, that's massive for Connacht. Bundyaki signs a new contract, scores a try. Uh, Jack Carty now has serious competition, might not even start uh, this weekend. There, all those injuries that had them put in such a poor performance against Leinster, those players are now coming back. You've got serious competitiveness in this backline. Like I can't for the life of me work out how, what Connacht they're going to do. Farrell has to start, Bundyaki has to start. What do you do with Kyle Goodwin? What do you do with Peter Robb? You know, Goodwin is a flexible enough player, so he, maybe he gets the 23 squad. If you're leaving out a big man like Peter Robb against Gloucester, I mean, that's a luxury. That's a huge luxury to have. And your friend now has the, speaking of luxuries, has the luxury of 
beating Kings last weekend, turning around after that and saying that he's really frustrated by the performance and they need to be a lot better. He's been building up to this game all season. Like all season he said, this is, you said do or die. That's a direct quote. He said that after the last game, um, after the Toulouse game that they lost. We always knew that the Gloucester games are going to be do or die. If ever there's an excuse to focus on the Premiership, Gloucester have it now. The fact that they are kind of pretty competitive but are coming off the back of two losses I, yeah I really like Connacht this weekend yeah. I have to say there's a little bit of kind of old school Connacht or the weak link of Irish rugby in that price I have to say and I think that the, I god I'm surprised they're not closer to the same price as Gloucester for that yeah our ears haven't picked up yeah, like this in a long time have you got any other predictions for the weekend if, for that, the if, if, Connacht, if this was Connacht two weeks ago that would probably be a fair price but it's not it's a Connacht who will be kicking themselves at the manner of the Toulouse loss and are welcome back in a huge bunch of players and are, again there's a real positive atmosphere around the place uh, Kieran Marion and Bundyaki signing new contracts uh, so yeah I think that that is uh, I, I, I really like that if you know if I think Connacht will win this weekend. I think Ulster will win this weekend, and I think Leinster will. I'm, I the most one. It's, it's really hard to say yeah, depending really on the Saracens. Yeah, yeah. The three of those together, uh, Leinster to win, Ulster to win, and Connacht to win is five point three to one. So that's they're not bad odds at all. Uh, Labrooks will also be dropping a one euro free bet in for all sports, um, including rugby, on Friday. So you can uh, any Labrooks member that'll be dropping your account on Friday afternoon. If you are having a bet on any of the games, be sure to gamble responsibly. You can visit dunlewy.net for more information. To subscribe to the full Build Up podcast, search the Build Up on Balls.e on all good podcast apps.